Ocean FM. The gardening slot on Northwest Today, thanks to Feeney's Garden Centre, Glen Carr, offering the most useful lawn care tips. Feeney's Garden Centre, Glen Carr. Yeah, and we had a few, as I say, gremlins on our phone system on Tuesday when Liam was with us, and uh, he's where's in the studio this morning to avoid any such phone problems, which were totally caused our end. Liam, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, and thanks for joining us. I don't think we've had you in studio before. So I don't think I ever was here before. It's a new experience for you and for us. So you're very welcome. Thank you very much. And all, a, a, a lovely bright morning out there. Well, I tell you, spring is coming. Even if it's a wee, wee bit cold, spring is still coming. Yeah, and I think we were talking, I, I, when we got her interrupted last day, we were, we had all sorts of questions coming in in relation to castor oil plants at one stage, I remember. Um, but there, there is general... And did you? Wasn't it the end of March, you were saying? That's the sort of key for cutting back. Well, we were talking, I think, about splitting herbaceous plants. Yeah, we were, yeah, actually. And I mean, multiplying the plants in your garden at low cost. Uh, All herbaceous plants are starting to peep over the ground now, and it's a great time to divide your plant in three or four, depending on how many years you have it in the ground. So what you end up with is a link you should be able to go into a garden and link one plant to another with your eye. It's yeah. it's a good way of carrying the person around the garden. So splitting your herbaceous plants, it doesn't cost anything and it can be done now. The plants are starting to move fairly quickly. So yeah. the quicker you get it done, the better. Split your herbaceous plant. Use a good quality compost or a good quality farmyard manure, one of the bought ones, because uh, there's no farmers now have rotted farmyard manure. It's all gone out on the land. So use a good quality farmyard manure or soil conditioner, whatever your soil is like, it'll dictate what you use. Split your herbaceous plants and split them now, even if they are starting to go into leaf. You'll multiply your plants very, very quickly by doing that. Right, okay, we'll go back on some of the questions we got uh, on Tuesday. But again, if you've got a question for Liam, let us know now. 0719118104, our number to call. You can text or WhatsApp to 083 3500 uh, Michael has been on, uh, Liam, with a, a different question. I have bird feeders in my garden and have had for years. Early this morning, I noticed a rat in my garden. Uh, I live in a housing estate, never seen a rat in the garden before, and I'm thinking the bird food is attracting our little visitor. Has Liam any advice how to prevent rodents or do I just stop feeding the wild birds? Well, I suppose, Niall, the truth of it is rats will follow bird food and it's not unusual for a rat to be able to climb up a timber post and get to where the bird food is left on a a kind of a platter or a a base, a bird feed base. Rats are very, very if you want to call it, um, they will get to the food. So what I would do in that situation is I would use a rat poison, uh, a container very close to the base of, because it does indicate the rats are there and the rats are always there anyways. They're very close to all streams. Never never too far away, yeah. Right, okay, it is, and we get that all the time. Um, Daffodils are out, but this person says, my daffodils have very little flowers on them this year. Is that, is that usual or is it something to do with their particular it could be quality so, uh, of bulbs? Daffodils this year were kind of peculiar in that they flopped. Uh, there was a dry spell maybe three yeah. weeks ago. There was a dry spell. A lot of daffodils didn't perform as well as they should perform. Uh, it may be that if it's a very congested clump, you may need to split that clump 
or indeed it may be that it, they're recently planted and it'll take three years for them before they form a clump of good flowering daffodils. It's awful important to feed your daffodils yeah. and most definitely, Niall, they need to be left to die back naturally. Well, that's the next question. What do you do with daffodils and tulips when they start to die off? Comes up all the time, Liam, yeah. as we know. Well, daffodils need to be left to die back naturally. I suppose if you're looking at daffodils, it's great to see them. I mean, they're the first sign of spring. Uh, the thing about them is try keep the varieties to themselves. Don't try and mix varieties. They never look as good. Yeah. Uh, the thing about daffodils, they need to die back. If you have a tall daffodil, better at the back of the, the border and even the middle of a border, you'll find that the herbaceous plants are going to come up or indeed the shrubs are going to come up and overcome the necessity to cut them back. Right, OK. I'll come back to the, the castor oil plant in a moment because I think I have made a mistake on that one. Um, do, do, do. Hydrangeas on the lawn, uh, they're overgrown and they have spread thick and heavy. Uh, can I divide it and move it, Liam? No, or not now, Niall. No, no. Your mm-hmm. hydrangea has already gone into growth. Not a good time even to trim your hydrangea now. It would have been OK maybe three weeks ago to give it a light trim. So you may wait until after flowering next November or December yeah. because uh, when it flowers, it's one of the latest ones that flower during the year. Uh, let it flower and then decide if you need to move it, it can be moved then if you need to trim it back hard, it can still be done then. Yeah. Uh, that is the time to do it. And speaking of trimming back plants, uh, cutting back heathers, is, is that generally done? And when do you do with this person? Uh, the only heathers that are suitable for the northwest, in my opinion, is your winter flowering heathers. They're in flower at the moment. It's a narrow balance that you need to apply on heathers. Try trim them. Not too hard. Don't go to, into brown wood, but yeah. give them a light trimming while there's still flowers on the heather because the new growth is going to come immediately behind the flowers. So you actually have to have to cut the flower heads rather than cut the plant itself. Uh, so when your flower heads are just going off, get in, give them a nice neat trim, tidy them up and then they'll be okay. Right, okay. Uh, Jerry's been on. Uh, he says he likes to keep his garden wild. He doesn't believe in pulling the dandelion on the land or even an or- in an ordinary garden. And he wonders what's the best plants and flowers to give pollen, that give pollen from May to August. Well, I suppose the first plant that comes to mind for pollen is your buddleia, your butterfly bush. Lovely plant. Uh, Your lilac, if you have dry ground, lilac is another great plant for your pollinators, your bees, your butterflies, indeed your birds. So uh, they would strike me straight away. Your verbena bernariensis is a plant that will link May straight through to August or even September. It's a good plant to use in your garden. Uh, they, I mean, there are a full list of plants that we could go through, Niall. Yeah. Uh, you'll get them in all garden centres, but you'll definitely get them in our garden centres because you're right back into your sustainability there yeah. with that person. Yeah. And, and that's important. That's growing importance to people, is it? You find it's sustainability. It's very, very yeah. important. I mean, there's no point in expecting the people down the road to do the job. Everybody needs to be sustainable now. And uh, there are plants that every single one of us can use. If you have a wild garden, your butterfly bush or your lilac or whatever you're going to use, 
even if it's a current bush because yeah. uh, by growing even a current bush if you're not eating the currants if you don't make black currant jam red currant jam whatever there's plenty of birds that'll not be long taking them right okay and before um, two more questions on hydrangeas someone wants to know how do you know if a hydrang- if if their hydrangea plant is dead and someone else says, um, do, you, do you deadhead hydrangeas now or is that important? It, it does need, they do need to be deadheaded. Don't go past the second growth bud. The second uh, growth bud, okay. The old hydrangeas, the, the uh, macrophylla varieties, let it be a mop head or let it be a lace cap, all the old spent heads can be taken away. If you're going to give it a trimming, make sure it's very, very light at this point in the year. Uh, Liam, I'm wondering what is the best small tree to plant in a small garden? It's in a seaside area and that's always important as you keep emphasising where you're okay, based. Well, that is all very, very important. I mean, if again, there are seaside areas yeah. and there are seaside areas. It could be Eastgate and it could be, for argument's sake, Kelly's Town out in Strand Hill. There's two different, different. microclimates in both of them. Uh, and that's what you have along the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, I suppose a small tree, Prunus Kanzan is a brilliant tree for a seaside garden, real good tree. Uh, possibly with your evergreen, you're looking at something like your, your pine in several different heights. I mean, yeah. you can get something as, as small as Mugo Mugo, which is a very low three-foot pine, and you could even go into uh, your Pinus Sylvestris, which is quite tall, possibly the tallest of the whole lot of trees. Yeah. Look at your outer boundaries. With If you're creating a seaside garden, very important to try and block that soil-laden air. So look at your outer boundaries, get it right, and then you have the ball at your foot. You have great plants that you can choose. Right, okay. Uh, This person has fern trees, Liam. They've been planted and they seem to be dying in their opinion. They're only planted for four years. So what is going wrong or can they revise them? Well, what I would say there, Niall, is it's possibly the Australian tree fern that she's talking about, Dickinsonia Antarctica. Now, uh, first of all, it's a plant of the shade which means it needs to be planted in the shade. It actually needs to be planted in a very, very... uh, It doesn't accept wind very well at all. Needs shade, uh, needs a pretty good microclimate around it. This time of the year, it is dropping its old uh, fern heads and there'll be new ones coming very, very soon. But frost, it does not like frost. Uh, So it's something that you probably need to get a little bit more advice on and take photographs. Right, okay, here's an interesting one. Uh, old lawn grass cut and piled up over a few years. I don't know if it's in a compost heap or not, but they have it all piled up for a few years. Is it any good for anything? I have a big pile of it. I could do a well, getting rid I of it, they say. I, the truth of uh, your lawn grass, that's probably got into a, a, a mess of mush, if you want to call it, uh, a slimy owl mush. If you're going to use your lawn clippings, Definitely, you need 50% uh, the likes of cardboard, the likes of newspaper, uh, some dry material because it needs to be able to take the acidity of the grass as it rots down. So uh, if you're using long grass, you need 50% on the dry matter. Let it be leaves, let it be uh, cardboard, newspaper or whatever. But definitely, if you're using long grass clippings, be careful if you have been spraying them, don't use them on a vegetable garden. Right, okay. I don't know if you can see that photograph there, Liam. It's hard, it's hard for you to see. But we, I, I, that person texted in on Friday about a, a cast iron 
plant and then we thought it was a castor oil plant but they're they've sent in a photograph to say this was the plant I was talking about the cast iron plant the leaves are gone brown uh, I, I don't, I I don't recognise it from what I see from here yeah. it looks like a rhododendron uh, yeah, it does actually. Now, if it's an interior plant, I'm not exactly sure. I'll take a look at that photograph yeah. afterwards, and if you have a phone number, I'll ring them. Yeah, okay. To get uh, but it looks like a rhododendron. Sometimes, if it's an evergreen and it's outside in the garden, it is a rhododendron. Yeah. Now, could it be an interior plant? I'm not exactly sure, Nile. Actually, it does look like an interior plant. I think I see some floorboards being it. But anyway, in any case, we'll have a look at it later on. Yes. Uh, holly bushes. This person has holly bushes, but they haven't ever had berries and they want to know why or... Well, I presume they want you berries. Your sexes in in holly, it could be male, it could be female. Yeah. Uh, but with your holly bush, if it's golden king, which is, uh, if you want to call it a contradiction, there you're burying holly. Uh, in the natural hollies, you have both male and female. Some do bury, some do not bury. But you need both of them to make the berries in the first place. Right, OK. And loads of questions coming in again about cutting back various plants, including rose bushes. And the time is getting uh, shorter now, isn't that the right? The window is closed. window is closed, you were saying, yeah. As wet and all as has been this past three weeks, growth has actually been quite good. So there are a lot of roses already gone into growth. I walked around my own garden this morning and uh, you will always, as a gardener, you were always going to miss something that you should have dealt with. So yeah. that's natural. Uh, I see roses have started to put on a lot of leaf now. So the most important thing for now is a good uh, phosphorus uh, potash fertiliser. Try and avoid the nitrogen until about the 20th of April and then you can let your roses have plenty of food. Right, OK. I- I'll take two more questions and, th- and then we let you go, Liam. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, we, d- we dealt with the briar one uh, last um, last um, Tuesday. We dealt with the briar one and we also dealt with the snails one. I think you answered that as well. Um, do, do, do. Right, yeah. Um, there are a lot of shrubs this birth. A lot of shrubs seem to have died in my garden. What should I do? Should I replace them or leave them to come back? Well, the first thing you need to do, Niall, is you need to get photographs because if they're herbaceous plants, they haven't died, they've gone asleep for the winter. If it's a deciduous shrub, as the case may be, uh, it may not have died either. And you had a question there earlier about hydrangea. How do you know if hydrangea yeah. is alive or dead? Uh, hydrangeas go asleep for the winter. Yeah. And what you're looking for is there is there new leaves unfurling. If there are new leaves unfurling, you're in business. And some of the hydrangeas, the likes of your hydrangea Annabelle, they haven't even started, or indeed your pinaculatus, they haven't even started yeah. to put on spring growth yet. Right, okay. I'll tell. I'll take a final question and it's, it's probably a sexist question the way it's asked, but we'll put it out there anyway. Liam, this person says, the wife wants to know when she should start planting the early spuds. Now, now we're, we're, you, assuming, we're, assuming that, we're assuming that that lady wants to plant the potatoes and... Well, uh, um, he can tell his wife it's a great time now for her to go out to the garden to plant her potatoes. He'll be the man doing the washing of the scab next July, but he can tell his wife she can head out to the garden, uh, equip her with a spade and in, in the day that's in it, a raincoat and let her rip. 
Let her rip, okay. And any particular type of potatoes or what what do you recommend? Well, uh, you're into your second earlies now. You're into okay. your British Queens. Uh, you can even plant main crop now. Some people try and identify it with either Good Friday or indeed St. Patrick's Day, depending on whether your soil oh. is good or mediocre. Didn't realise that, okay. Liam, thanks for joining us in the studio. Good to see you in person and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday and thanks for coming in. Thank you, Nigel. Thanks very much. Thank Liam you. Feeney there. Ocean FM. The gardening slot on Northwest Today, thanks to Feeney's Garden Centre, Glen Carr, offering the most useful lawn care tips. Feeney's Garden Centre, Glen Carr.